Hello and welcome. Anyone who's been to Merchant City Yoga on a Sunday knows how much I love catching up with everyone over a cup of my freshly brewed spiced chai. These Sunday chai sessions really bring everyone together. A true celebration of friendship, community and connection. I want to try and capture some of that magic and share it with you at home. So I've invited some familiar faces from our MCY family to chat with me over a cuppa. I'm affectionately calling them the chai sessions. Pop the kettle on, get yourself comfy and come and join us. Hey Matt. Hey Judy, how are you? I'm good, thanks. So I'm really delighted to welcome you to my chai session and I'm probably dating our chai session now, <clears throat> excuse me, by saying I have my Christmas mug Excellent. filled with chai here um, for our chat. I'm also so, on the chai, but in Marvel mugs. So. <laughs> yeah, well, each to the phone. Um, so just for anyone who's listening who maybe doesn't know who you are, you are one of our recent MCY graduates, um, mm -hmm. our teacher training graduates, and to get the, the kind of the housekeeping bit out of the way early on, um, are hosting a handstand workshop with us um, in January, 22nd of January, two o'clock right. in the afternoon. Um, and the reason I asked you to do that was, I mean, I know over the, the year or so that we've known each other, um, we've had a number of chats about handstanding and the art and the science of handstanding. So I thought it would be really nice just to, to kind of bring some of that, that chat to other people as well. So the first thing I wanted to ask was, um, what came first for you, Matt? The yoga practice or the handstanding practice? Um, I'll be quite honest and say I can't actually remember. <laughs> I think they came about roughly the same time. Um, when I started doing yoga, I was also doing a lot of strength training at the time. And I think it started as an extension of that, as kind of, um, as part of my overall strength training, working towards doing handstand push-ups at the wall. Um, I think I'd probably seen someone doing that on YouTube or something, thought, oh, that looks cool. And I think that gradually progressed into, how do you do a handstand away from the wall? You know? Mm. Um, so I can't actually, remember a certain inciting incident but one thing led to another and that happened to be about the same time that I started doing yoga as well so the two sort of slowly started to feed into each other um, and it just became this um, I mean I'll probably return to this but it's kind of a it, it's a puzzle when you start to figure out how to do a handstand and uh, the more you try the more you discover how difficult it can be and all these little things you have to work out so it just sort of fed itself into this debilitating obsession <laughs> that's a very very healthy interest would we call it rather than an obsession because i certainly know within the yoga world like a handstand's a kind of funny one so some teachers and and kind of styles of practice they just don't go anywhere near it at all it's, it's just not in in the kind of yoga lexicon i'm and for other styles of yoga, it's become, I think, one of the, the kind of the 
the kind of aspirational mm. postures. Um, the one that lots of people want to try and, and achieve, even though it might not be part of what you might think of as, as a more conventional yoga practice. Yeah. Um, I mean, I tend not to, in my own asana practice, I never usually use handstands as part of that. It's, I kind of keep the two separate. And I think there's that, there's the image of the yoga teacher on Instagram doing handstands. You know, you'll find plenty of pictures and video of me on Instagram doing handstands, but I very rarely will um, classify that as yoga. There'll be, not be a yoga hashtag. It's a, it's a separate discipline in a way, although obviously the yoga does involve handstands at certain points as well. Um, but I think it can be quite an intimidating thing to present as the face of yoga. You know, sort of a, this is what you should aspire to as a, a yoga teacher. And especially because I think um, yoga teaching, yoga practice doesn't put enough emphasis on handstands to make that a feasible part of this is what yoga is about. <laughs> you know? So yeah. it's, it's, it's not representative in either direction, really. Yeah, because I mean, um, I do think there is a part of me thinks, you know, like when you're talking about the the discipline, there is something or kind of that there are parallels, I think, between the discipline of a handstand practice, working out the elements, doing the work on the building blocks, trying to bring it all together and coming back to that time and again, even when it doesn't work, even when you fail, if you like, yeah. um, or fall um, out of handstand. And so for me, that aspect of it has parallels to a yoga practice. We just keep turning up, we keep putting in the work. But the other side of it as well is, is like you're saying, that most yoga classes, you know, just thinking about, you know, from a, a kind of body point of view rather than any kind of higher levels of practice you're you're not really prepared and doing the work to then yeah balance well upside down <laughs> no no and once you go upside down everything is, is literally taken upside down your whole proprioception it throws off everything so um yeah there are stages you need to go through i mean as i've mentioned to you there's a a yoga book I've got quite an old one which talks about handstand and how to do it and it literally just says put your hand on the floor and lift your legs over your head um, you mean it's is, not just that that's not it's, a, it's a little trickier <laughs> but there are certainly uh, areas of crossover between yoga and handstands and I think if I'd have been deeper into my yoga practice before I started learning handstands it would have come a lot easier than it did in terms of just having body awareness and that sort of um, discipline and also accepting where you are there's been a lot of frustration in my handstand journey which when you stop to think about it it's not really that important to be able to do a handstand <laughs> so the degree to which I became frustrated myself and would beat myself up about my inability to do this ridiculous thing um, and I think the, certainly the year I spent on teacher training has given me that perspective where I can accept where I am and accept my attempts and my failures. 
you know, yeah. I've got a lot more patience with myself when it's, I'm working on it. It's kind of funny though, because we all do that, don't we? Especially when, um, you know, those of us who are particularly attracted to quite a strong physical practice, we do get really caught up in it sometimes yes. and, and really frustrated when we can't do some completely ridiculous things like mm -hmm. handstanding and leg behind head and some of the deeper back like back bends. you know when when is that ever helpful but you know it does I think there's something about taking us beyond where we think we can go and there is something about that aspirational quality to it as well and given the fact that we're all human I think there's actually something about being able to do something that's quite cool absolutely I mean I think I've been quite disparaging about handstands as far, but but yeah I do love them and the amount of confidence it gives you to be able to do something that you didn't think you could do I mean um, you know I'm in my mid-40s now I didn't really start seriously training this until I was 44 so you know it's not something I've been able to do my entire life <laughs> something and in fact uh, I was working on some training in the gym recently and a, a guy came up to me and said it's really weird I used to be able to do that when I was a kid and I can't anymore and I thought well no <laughs> the reason you can't is because you don't do it anymore and so I don't know it's it does give you a lot of confidence and it's it's a lot of enjoyment in putting the puzzle pieces together so yeah. it's something where you have I mean, to think about all elements of your body it's all in your fingers and your hips and your ribs and your shoulders and right down to the feet you have to think about all these elements and put them together in a situation where you're upside down <laughs> and in a, you know in a very precarious position and it's it there's nothing that brings you more into the moment <laughs> than being Ooh, yeah. upside down and trying to control your body there and trying to to balance and it is it's it is literally from the tips of the fingers to the tips of the yeah. toes and it's almost like if you waggle your eyebrows too much mm -hmm. it just it knocks you off but um it's so true what you say about being able to do it as there's there's quite a few things come up in the practice and um, the other one that springs to mind is you know the row to chakrasana the backward row that yeah. we could all do as kids with, without thinking twice about it but then mm -hmm. suddenly put yourself in an adult body and and I suspect more so with an adult head on your shoulders yeah um, it becomes virtually impossible I mean it's taken me such a long time and I mean I'm nowhere near balancing in the middle so I'm actually hoping your workshop is going to work some magic there um, sure but certainly heaps better heaps better than it was I mean I remember for a long time I couldn't even get my feet off the floor it's like my legs are so heavy mm -hmm. can't get the feet off the floor and then now that I can get my feet off the floor they're so heavy that trying to keep them still in space is just ridiculous it, yeah. it feels quite ridiculous I know it's difficult to find where they are in space as well and so and one of the things that I struggled with for the longest time um, and I talked to other wannabe hand balancers about this it's just the position of your pelvis while you're upside down finding that tilt in the pelvis is so difficult for some reason your brain will not accept it when you're upside down so yeah and presumably it's going to be let different. Alone the legs <laughs> yeah you know presumably it's going to be different for different folk um mm -hmm. as well because you know like even standing upright we all have a slightly different 
natural curve of the spine um, yeah. and going into the pelvis there as well. So it's not, we can't just be looking for the one shape, um, and which makes it So tricky. much of it is, is in your head as well, fear and, and it's not a, a natural position to be in. So your brain doesn't want you to go on your hands and take your legs above your head. So it, part of it is learning the confidence. That's one of the big things I want to work on in the workshop is giving people the confidence to be able to attempt it when they go home. So, and, and part of that is physical drills to learn how to get out of handstand safely. Because once you can do that, that frees you up to try. Yeah, know? I mean, I said, certainly <laughs> so, for me, that, that trying to come out safely, way harder, like trying to get my head mm -hmm. out of the way just to, to do that. The se Not secret there, cartwheels. <laughs> so. Not happening. Yeah, essentially, your, your safe exit from a handstand is a cartwheel. And yeah. that's something you can build up to. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a gymnastic, acrobatic, perfect <laughs> cartwheel. <laughs> you don't have to come out of it and go, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's like present. Yes. And then, so but, tell me a little bit more about, like, how you've progressed. Because I think, have you worked with a couple of different handstand coaches and teachers? Yeah, so I, sent, I spent about, I'd say, three or four years um, throwing in a bit of handstands at the end of my gym sessions or after a yoga practice and basically getting absolutely nowhere. So, you know, you do 10, 15 minutes of just throwing yourself about the place or being up against the wall or whatever. Um, and it, you just don't get very far with it. You just it's not very structured, it's not very disciplined, you don't have that guidance. Um, so it was two years ago in 2019, I eventually signed up for a 12 week handstand course with uh, Kirsty Grosset, uh, also known as Garage Gym Girl, who's based in Canada, but is from Scotland originally. And um, that was fantastic. She took it right back to basics and you're doing, I think it was three or four hour long sessions every week. Wow. Uh, just handstand training and I think for the first two weeks you didn't even approach a handstand it's all about body awareness finding the line so it's basically lying on the floor a lot of it and various drills to get the right parts of the body fired up um, so before I did that on a good day um, before I did this course I could on a good day I could do a, a handstand with really bad banana form for about six or seven seconds. And that's after three or four years of trying to learn it myself. And, uh, you know, these days I've, I've just cracked the 40 second mark with a pretty straight line. So I'm, I'm pretty pleased with that. That's um, pretty good, Matt. So it, it's getting there, but you know, it's, um, that's not to say that every attempt is a successful attempt, you know, the consistency itself is a skill. Um, but yeah, but having that, that structured guidance and that structured program really helps you to progress. But it's yeah, also a matter of time and dedication. Well, I was going to, to say, it. and also you had chosen at that point to give that your focus and time and attention because, mm -hmm. you know, four hours a week, that's quite a lot. Um, yeah. You know, so it takes a bit of commitment and takes a bit of dedication as well. But I always think as well, you know, even when we're trying to balance on one leg, some days the balance is there and some days the mm. balance is not. So that yeah. has to play out when we're trying to balance upside down as yeah, well. Absolutely. You know, 
balancing one leg much more straightforward than balancing on two hands. And again, all the, the head stuff comes into play. It's always back to the head stuff, isn't it? But, um, you know, some days you're distracted and you can't quite get everything working harmoniously. And some days everything just flows from it. So, you know. Yeah. Depends. And because um, I've seen a couple of your posts about it as well. And it struck me that um, once or twice you posted that it's actually the days that feel worst that you that give you your best. I'm going to say your best always, result. But yeah but, some, sometimes yeah. yeah sometimes you can do all the prep and all the drills and work slowly and methodically and just it's not happening and then other days you just hurl yourself into it and everything's fine <laughs> so which and yeah. i don't really get that with kind of other parts of yoga practice it's much more it's a bit more linear i think so like headstand for example which is you know some people use it as a preparatory thing for handstand I never have bad days with that, it's, you know, once I learned to do a headstand, I could do a headstand, that's fine. But um, handstand, that's still an ongoing struggle <laughs> daily. So, yeah. so I I, that's, you know. that's funny. And are, are there any other ways that you feel that the handstanding practice, if you want to call it that, is feeding back into your yoga practice and your yoga teaching practice as well? Um, I think it's just, it's just that sort of greater body awareness, I think, and it's confidence as well in terms of trying things that might seem intimidating, you know, so yeah, as you know, recently I've been trying to work on the uh, Bujapadasana and things like that, and that's quite an intimidating pose at first, but, you know, I do have that knowledge that I'm able to balance on my hands in certain positions, so know that's a good basis for going forward and balance is a good thing generally <laughs> you know especially as we get older and you know um it's a good yeah. thing to work on your balance both ways up yeah and what do you think the most common don't know what would i see misconception about handstanding or handstand practices um misconception <laughs> maybe, maybe just that we all think we should be able to do it that we all feel a bit entitled <laughs> yeah. we should be able to do it. I don't know I think I think maybe the thing that if you are practicing yoga then eventually a handstand will come from that and I think for some people it can some people are very gifted in that area for, for me it didn't come naturally at all so it was something I had to to focus on but I think um just it requires more work than you think possibly <laughs> or more effort and more dedication than you think yeah that it's not just going to kind of come quite naturally out of some of the other posture work yeah i think it is, is very do. different it's 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 its own thing in a way yeah i think it would agree and it takes yeah just a little bit of dedicated thought and and practice as well um but also it's it's really fun so, yeah so, well because that's what i was going to say we've, we've been having quite a serious chat mm. here about hands landing but chucking yourself upside down yeah it, it's good but it's like why i think it's why a lot of us just keep wanting to do it like you know it is cool to catch that pose although i do wonder on some of the 
the kind of the, the social feeds if it if it's just like a split moment in time yeah that it was like it wasn't really a, i'm hanging out up balanced up here it was just like a lucky snap or a boost or absolutely um, <laughs> there's a lot of that about a <laughs> little bit of cynical there but yeah it is um, it's great fun so if people want to kind of start playing around with getting where would what would be the first thing you suggested that they do clearly apart from coming to your workshop absolutely that <laughs> yeah that that kind of goes without saying um i think one of the first things to do is to get comfortable with being upside down so if you already have headstand in your practice for example that's good but also things like i remember when i first started doing yoga just doing forward folds was quite upsetting for me and i think we are, we forget that when we've been doing yoga for a long time the, yeah. the first time you go into a, just a, a simple forward fold everything all the blood rushes to your head and you suddenly you know you can start to panic <laughs> yeah. yeah um but that you know after a while you get used to that so spending time upside down you can spend time at the wall it there's different ways of using the wall for handstands so for example if you have your chest to the wall that's good for working on your line oh but that's tricky and it scary. is tricky really scary exactly. that's where you build your confidence <laughs> yeah like yeah. having yeah because i've tried that a few times mm -hmm. i remember chatting to a teacher and she showed me a drill so what she did was she put on a pair of socks turned so that her chest and her she was facing the wall and was mm -hmm. basically like sliding her feet up and down the wall. Right. I tried it. <laughs> it was messy. It wasn't pretty. <laughs> Glad nobody was there. Um, but yeah, I just found that whole, like having been practicing, does not in, in a kind of very dedicated or focused way, but fairly consistent, you know, against the wall and, and using all that and very slowly building over time. Mm -hmm. Got really freaked out by facing the wall. Yeah. Really, like, I mean, felt really closed in and, and out of control and completely lost any kind of awareness of, of where yeah. I was. And all I could think of was, or all I could hear was my mind screaming, you're going to go over backwards. Yeah. But the thing is that you don't have to have your chest right up close to the wall. You don't have to be nose to the wall. Did you think that was my mistake? I was like... Possibly. possibly. <laughs> I mean, that's, the, that's eventually where you want to work up to in a way. Um, but you can start maybe leg length from the wall, so your legs at a right angle, your legs straight yeah. up, yeah. and that's a good position to find your balance, find your line. Yeah. Um, and then it, the other way around is to do a handstand with your back to the wall, and that's good for practicing your kickups. But it's less good for finding your line and finding a point of balance mm -hmm. because your legs are going behind you, yeah. you end up in that banana shape. Yeah. So there's the. The, the idea is to get all the different elements of a handstand, work on them individually so you can then bring them together at a certain point in the future. But don't try and do everything at once, I'd say. Don't start trying to learn a handstand by just coming to the middle of the floor, putting your hands down, throwing your legs up. <laughs> oh, that's scary as well, isn't it, doing it without any, any kind of safety net yeah, yeah. behind you? But yeah. a big part of the... The discipline is learning to make your own safety net by yeah. learning how to come out of it safely and as i say that gives you the freedom to attempt whatever you want to attempt yeah so i think my takeaway matt from today is i'm going to start practicing my cartwheels Excellent. because that whole <laughs> like like lifting the 
hand that you're yep not mm -hmm. happening cannot pushing off pushing off the other hand that's it yeah cannot wire my brain to to get happening at all so maybe i'll just do cartwheels and start there well there will be an element of that at the workshop and we can build up the cartwheels it's... too so Good. it'll be fun it's this is playtime basically so you know well that's it and i think that's what's why i was so keen to kind of pull it out and do a workshop dedicated to it so that that people get some good technical input but also get the chance to to try it out um you know and especially with some kind of feedback from you about how how to do it a little yep. bit better because it's that kind of that pairing of fun and progress isn't it that, that we're looking that's it, for that's it. yeah cool so, so. I mean, I can't promise everyone will be able to go home and do a handstand immediately, but you'll have the tools to work on it yourself. So magic. And that's that's all we can ask for. Indeed. Isn't it? Right. Matt, thank you so much for taking the time to Thanks have a little me, bit Judy. of a, it's been a pleasure. an upside down chat. And I'm really excited <laughs> um, for your session in January. Yes, Fingers me too. crossed. First Lovely of to see you there. Yeah. Great. Thanks, Matt. Fantastic. Thanks very much. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed our chat. If you've got any questions, you can email me or find us on social media. And until we can return to our Sunday chai sessions in the studio, I'll see you here next time.